Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. So today's episode marks an incredible milestone for me. This is the second anniversary of Only Girl on the Job Site podcast. And today I want to tell you how it all began, where we are now, and where we're heading. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I just mentioned, this episode marks the second anniversary. And Honestly, I can't believe it. I am humbled. I am thrilled. I'm excited. I'm energized. And it's all because of people like you listening and engaging with me about the content that we're discussing. So when I tell people, oh, I have a podcast and they know I'm an interior designer, they kind of look at me and think, oh, that's cute. That's fun. I wonder what she talks about. This one guy actually said to me, how do you talk about pillows for 20 to 25 minutes? So yes, what we talk about here is odd, right? I mean, I talk about renovation management. It's not the sexiest thing that you can do. It's not something that everybody can apply to their own lives. It's something that is meant to be consumed by designers who are in the trenches or want to be in the trenches running their clients' projects. But let me take a step back. That's not how this podcast got started. And I will admit that when I start listening to a new podcast that I'm really hooked on, I do go back and start at episode one. But I know that I'm a little unique in that way. So I don't expect all of the designers listening to really understand how this podcast was born. So if you want to go back two years ago, and I promise we won't stay there long because, yes, it was pandemic and the world was moving at a slower pace. And I was doing some business mentorship programs online, meeting other designers, and everybody kept talking about podcasts. And again, maybe I live in a cave and that's entirely possible. I usually tell friends I live under a rock, but granted, I put the rock over me. And I wasn't listening to a lot of podcasts. I think I had one or two on my phone, and occasionally I would tune in, but I really hadn't caught the bug. And so I just kind of blew it off, actually, and just sort of, I think I made a note of it in some, you know, form and then moved on. But then I met a friend, Jill Kalman, who has a podcast called Welcome Home to the Suburbs. And I started listening to her podcast. And again, I went to episode one. And frankly, she's the reason I started podcasting because in her episode one, she explains the reason she started podcasting was because blogging didn't feel right for her. And I know a lot of you get aha moments. Well, that was my aha moment because I actually started laughing. I remember I was sitting in the kitchen table. I was looking outside, watching my kids play out in the yard because, of course, no one had school. 
And I started laughing because I have endless blog posts that are sitting in a draft file because they just didn't feel like me. And obviously, if you're listening, you know I can be sarcastic. You can't see me right now, but I talk with my hands. And so the written form of what I was communicating just didn't didn't work for me. It kind of felt flat, to be honest. And when Jill said, well, that's why I started podcasting, I thought, well, that's an interesting idea. I wonder if I could do that. And so I kept listening to hers. And then I started asking a lot of questions. And lo and behold, Only Girl on the Job site was born. Now, I wish I could find my notes for when we were trying to figure out the name for this podcast, because originally the podcast was built for homeowners wanting to manage their own projects. And again, this was born out of pandemic. I live in Delaware, but I'm about five miles from the border of Pennsylvania. So a lot of my work is in Pennsylvania. And during pandemic in Delaware, believe it or not, construction was deemed essential. So yes, and my friends still tease me about this, my husband in particular, I was deemed an essential worker during pandemic. Don't get me started. I definitely don't think I was, quote, essential, but that's what we were deemed. Construction was allowed to move forward. Now, in Pennsylvania, it was the opposite. Construction was not allowed to move forward. However, and I can say this now because I won't give you the names, a lot of contractors continue to work. They just did it in a quiet manner. And that's what happened on one of my job sites. So I, on the other hand, couldn't go into Pennsylvania and go to the house and help this woman manage her project the way we had been doing for about six or seven months at that point. So she and I were using FaceTime and Zoom calls and phone calls. And I'll be honest, it was really frustrating to her, even though I'll admit I thought it was working pretty well. I was quite skeptical of FaceTimes. But we were getting the job to move forward, and that was always the goal. But she, in particular, enjoys having a little more hand-holding than I could physically even offer. So one call was getting tense, and she said, Oh my gosh, Renee, can't you just give me a manual to how to do this on my own? There was a second aha moment. So that's how the Only Girl on the Job Site podcast was born. I wanted to share the knowledge I have after decades managing projects with homeowners so that they could tackle their own projects and be successful. And it was wonderful. Now we nailed the name, which like I said, it was a lot of iterations, but the reality is my son named the podcast because we were sitting at dinner one night going over my list, laughing at some of the names. I was getting frustrated because I just couldn't figure it out. And he just looked at me and he said, well, mom, you always tell people you're the only girl on the job site. Why don't you just call it that? Another aha moment. So I will say this podcast kind of rolled into place without a whole lot of effort. And that's what told me this was going to work. Now, again, it was then what? I don't know how to do this. I bought a microphone on Amazon. I have a laptop. Do I need to go to a professional studio? Well, it was pandemic. Couldn't do that again. So I asked around and I found this amazing editor and she took care of me from behind the scenes. And all I had to do was find a quiet space to record. Now, if you've listened to other podcasters, they'll tell you these crazy stories about where they podcast from. 
And the one that inspired me most, if you don't know Jenna Kutcher's, she said she has recorded in her car, she has recorded in a closet. And I thought, okay, well, if someone is recording this in their car in a closet, clearly I can make this work from my own home. But it isn't as easy as you think to find a quiet room, or at least not in my home. I did try the closet. My office closet is quite large, so it wasn't that cramped. But it felt like working in a closet, right? And it's hard to kind of be inspired by sitting in a closet, trying to have a conversation with people who aren't in the room. So I tried each and every room in our house and found that my son, again, had the room that had the best sound quality. So as I'm talking to you now, I am still sitting at my son's desk, looking at all his football paraphernalia, his Lego projects, and his clothes strewn along the floor. But it has the best sound, and it works. So why do I tell you all of this? I have had a few people reach out to me and say, I really love the thought of starting a podcast, but I don't know if I can do it. Trust me. If I can do it, an interior designer with zero experience in podcasting and recording and editing and all of that, you can also do this. So if you have a message that you want to share with others, I say go for it. And hell, if you want to email me, I will give you a little bit more detail about how I started this. I'll even give you some of the people I work with because they are truly amazing. Okay, so I started talking to homeowners, and that was great. The conversations, the emails we were getting, but amazingly enough, designers started showing up and pretty quickly into the recordings. And I thought, well, that's weird. I guess they're just checking me out, right? Seeing what the competition's doing or something along those lines. But then they started emailing me questions and comments about what I was talking about on the episode and well, what am I going to talk about next? And hey, if you you know, need a topic, could you cover this? And I thought, wait a minute, what is going on here? My goal is to help homeowners so that they don't get in over their heads with their renovation projects. But then I realized not all designers have the years of experience and knowledge that I do running renovation projects. And therefore, they are lacking the confidence or the skills or the experience to do this for their own clients. And that's what they were seeking. And if anyone knows me or has been listening long enough, then you know that I will do anything to support the interior design industry and to elevate it as a profession. I have truly, aside from two summer jobs in college, done nothing else with my career than be in the interior design business. I sought out the best graduate school in the country, New York School of Interior Design, just a quick shout out. I worked for top designers in New York. I climbed the ladders of those firms that you read about in all those magazines, and I went out on my own. I have literally done nothing with the exception of a TCBY stint at the beach and answering phones for a family friend's mortgage company, done nothing other than interior design. And for a bunch of different strange reasons, I started in renovation management way back in design school and have been doing it ever since because I loved what I was learning. I loved what I was applying and I loved the energy it brought to a firm that also did decorating. So about a year ago, I dug in and I pivoted to talking to interior designers. Now, if you are a homeowner listening to me and you've been here for the whole ride, 
I can promise you there is so much information that I provide in these episodes that can be applied to all of your jobs. And frankly, hopefully you're seeing the value an interior designer brings, and now you may be inclined to hire a designer to help you manage this because there are so many moving parts to a renovation project. Getting it right can be challenging if you don't know what you're doing. And when things get challenging, that usually means things get more expensive than you initially thought or were told. And nobody wants a project to end on a negative note because it wasn't run properly. Designers don't want that. Contractors don't want that. Architects don't want that. And clearly, the homeowner doesn't want that. So this podcast, these episodes are entirely to understand this crazy business, build their knowledge and skill sets, give them some tips and tricks along the way that have worked for me in the past so that the profession is seen as one that can manage renovation projects with ease, grace, and success. Because honestly, interior designers aren't always viewed in that light, and that is a mistake. They really should be. We can manage renovation projects just as well as we can manage decorating projects. So as this podcast was evolving, I brought on other designers. I have brought on people surrounding the interior design industry to boost and broaden designers' knowledge in areas that will help support them running either their decorating business or renovation management. Because while I know a lot, there's a whole lot I don't know. And the best part about renovation management is it is always changing. There are no two jobs alike. Now, if I just heard a few people go, ah, that's what scares me. That is a mindset issue. You need to change the narrative you're telling yourself. Because here's what I say to myself. No two projects are alike. That's amazing. That means I'm not going to get bored. That means I'm not going to get in a rut of producing the same thing time and time again. That means I'm always going to be challenged, but I have the skills to rely on so that when I am challenged, it's in a positive way. It's not in a negative way. So I would not still be managing renovation projects almost 30 years later if I didn't find the work exciting and immensely rewarding. And I really want to give that perspective to designers because I hear a lot of designers tell me how intimidated they are about the industry. And of course, one intimidating factor is the name of the podcast. You likely will be the only girl on the job site. And that in and of itself, whether you know a lot or not, that can be intimidating. And I get it. I have lived it. And I'm happy to share all of my experiences so that you can learn from the mistakes I've made and set the example that we all want to see on job sites, showing up as a professional, knowing what you're doing, adding tremendous value to every project so that you and the rest of our industry is sought after for renovation work, whether that's through architects, whether that's through contractors, or whether that's your client referring you to all of their friends because the project was so seamless and successful. So through this podcast, I have met a tremendous number of designers across the country and actually across the globe, and I've had the opportunity to be on their podcasts. I've been with Luann Nogara on A Well-Designed Business. I was on Jill Kalman's Welcome Home to the Suburbs, as well as Michelle Lynn's Design for the Creative Mind. 
Michelle shares my belief that knowledge is power and sharing it with other designers is how we will elevate the industry. So I have been fortunate enough to become a coach inside Michelle's signature course, The Bakery, because the women inside of her group are really interested in construction management and again, are seeking that knowledge that I'm happy to share. So this podcast has taken me in so many different directions, introduced me to so many dynamic designers that frankly, I would never have met at any other point. And we joke, a few of us, that we've all been to High Point. We've probably walked by each other or been in the same showroom and maybe smiled or, you know, gave that little, oh, hey, but we would never have connected had it not been for this podcast. Now, if you had told me that two years ago, I would be talking to you about all of this and my new friends all over the country and coaching inside of other women's courses, I would have laughed out loud because I would have never dreamed that this kind of community could be built with just podcasts. Because again, let me remind you, I'm sitting in a room staring at little football figures right now. I am not in a showroom at a networking event meeting other designers. But that's the greatest gift that, truthfully, I think the pandemic has given us, this ability to connect with people all over the country, whether it's through Zoom, which is how I coach inside Michelle's course, or whether it's through podcasting, and we're all listening as we're driving. I sometimes listen as I'm jogging on the treadmill. You know, there's just so many ways to connect and learn and gain knowledge that we're all looking for to elevate our lives and our careers. And I am so honored to be a part of that for all of you listening. Truly, the sky is the limit. And I am so excited to tell you that I'm going to be bringing on even more guests, more designers, more support people in our industry to interview so that they can share their wealth of knowledge that will complement all the other items that we discuss throughout the year. I have gotten much more organized about that, I have to admit, and therefore it will be really special to share these other experts' wealth of knowledge. And then lastly, because of the interest that the designers were showing, because I was learning, there was a knowledge gap between decorating and the construction because I was learning that designers need the experience and need the knowledge in order to uplevel their renovation management skills, I built my signature course, Renovation Management for Interior Designers, to fill that gap. The best way to describe it is the fast forward button. I spent years working for other women climbing the ladder from librarian to junior designer to project manager to senior designer, learning under other women, which I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode. But I realized that a lot of people don't have that luxury of time. And I was in my 20s. So trust me, I wasn't making that much, but that was a different time in my life. And I understand that that is not something that's doable for everyone listening. So there are systems, there are procedures to every renovation project, even though no two projects are alike. So I put all of that knowledge, all of the experience that I have, all of the tips and best practices that I have seen and honed to my own liking after using them successfully into one course. And I'm really proud of how it can support a designer to take on renovation management. And trust me, whether you have no experience, some experience, or 
a lot of experience, there is something to learn for all designers. And the women that are in the program are learning so much, applying it to their jobs, and actually learning to enjoy renovation management as much as I do. So buckle up. Who knows what else will be coming this next year? Because like I said, I would never have dreamed I would be here two years ago. But I can tell you that I am committed to sharing this knowledge more. And all of the interactions I'm having with the designers is driving the content and the topics that I am covering. So to look at my spreadsheet is a bit of a joke because I have things laid out of topics I want to talk about, but then I'll get on a call with a designer and they have a problem. And I think, oh my gosh, if they're struggling with this, I bet there are a bunch of other designers struggling. And I go into the spreadsheet and I add a new row and all of a sudden everything gets jumbled about, but that's okay. And I like pivoting when the pivots are going to be actionable of the moment lessons that others can learn from. So keep them coming, whether that's through a DM on social media at Devigne Design or whether you email me directly, Renee at DevigneDesign.com. So I'm going to end by telling you I have a few exciting things happening in the next several weeks that you'll be hearing about. I don't want to tip my hand, but it will be something you'll want to hear about and hear from. There's my one hint. So until then, thank you for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.